Welcome. Welcome to week three of Give and Ask, the one-on-one accountability podcast. And yeah, happy to have you all. Hi, Julian. Hi, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Consistency is key. I mean, we're back again for the third time now. Indeed. Many more to come. And yeah, looking forward to this one. For the people that might or might not be tuning in for the first time, the thing we do on this podcast is we want to share a one-on-one accountability method that we have adopted from uh, Hyper Island, Hyper Island meeting tool called I Do Art. Um, we use the tool to frame it, right? Okay. It's, not, it's not actually a Hyper Island thing. Okay, we yeah. use that tool to, to frame our one-on-one accountability structure. And um, the intent behind our one-on-one accountability is uh, personal and professional growth through one-on-one accountability in order to become more determined, clearer in focus, and ultimately successful. With the desired outcome of these meetings being to facilitate an environment for growth that allows the left and the right brain to converse with one another in the way that they ought to. So connecting your two brain halves. Just as we are. Indeed, just (laughs) as we are. And yeah, one thing I thought uh, I would like to mention too is that if anyone is interested in learning more deeply about this uh, accountability structure, um, we have found for ourselves how transformative to be honest uh, it is and um, yeah we want to create some um, not webinars but what you call like white papers yeah like templates or or something that you can use practically by yourself with others or just send around yeah Yeah. so that we can give some value to the audience so uh, if you guys would be interested um, let us know our instagram tags are in the description of the podcast or write us an email at Hello at givenass.com. And yeah, check in question, I guess, unless you have something to add. I've got nothing to add. Um, actually, I do. Okay. <laughs> and that is, we are looking for people to actually get on this podcast with us um, mm-hmm. to not only test the accountability methodology that we've created um, on each other, but also like show how we can bring value to them in that setting live. Uh, so if you are interested, in getting onto this podcast, let us know. Drop us an email, send us a DM. We'd be happy to host you. Even if you're not in Barcelona, we would love to have a chat with you and whoever you want to be accountable to, of course. So we're looking for a duo to yeah. get on the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing to add to that really would be super cool. And obviously getting more people into it uh, brings more perspectives. And yeah, cool. So check in question. Hmm. Um it's always very tricky. We do have a plan to create a check-in question generator for specifically one-on-one accountability po- um, true, podcast, true, but true. Uh, right now we don't have that yet. I don't have one right now. Uh, let me think. What's the thing you love? Uh, we could go deep <coughs> in, a, in a negative sense, or we could go deep in a good sense. We could I, we could do this either way. What's the thing you love most about yourself? <laughs> or what do you think? What's the thing you hate the most about yourself? Um, Should we answer both? Why not? Let's do it. I like that. The thing I love most about myself is that I can make myself not give a shit. <laughs> and that goes back into this fuck it mentality that I've told you many times about. It, it's it's has it's good and bad sides, but I think I love that most about myself because I can really put a switch in my life and say, you know what, I'm good. Mm. I don't care. Where did you learn that? Um, I think I, I taught myself, but I think the biggest catalyst for that was the military for sure. Because mm. there was no time to care. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about you? <clears throat> My growth potential. Nice. Yeah, it's um, like the speed. The speed at which I can grow is... Uh, <laughs> Like not to like toot my own horn too much, but it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Seriously, in, in internally, I mean, and in a way also because of that externally. Like I love that about myself. I love that I have such a insane ability to outgrow uh, certain situations, to learn. It's yeah, 
I've noticed that quite a lot about myself over the last few weeks. It's amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, shall I go with the hate thing? Go for it. What do I hate most about myself? That fool. That's a good question. Right now, I wouldn't say I hate anything about myself. I only have things that I want to improve upon, but I also want to answer the question. So, what do I hate about myself? Ironically, every time I go into self hate, there is nothing specifically that I hate about myself. It's just that I hate myself. You know, you kind of know what I mean? Yeah. It's like more like a state. So, but if I had to pick one thing that I'm not always um, great, that I'm not always in my perfect state. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Even though I know that that statement that I just made is flawed because I'm working on accepting when I'm not in my perfect state and ironically accepting when I'm not in my perfect state is helping me get back into my perfect state. Yeah. You know, that goes into like a being, just be what you are in every moment rather than fighting it, which was what I wanted to talk about last podcast about pettiness. <laughs> if you feel petty, be petty and be fully petty, but not forever. Don't get stuck in the role. Yes. Yes. <coughs> Interesting. I like that actually. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, it would definitely be um, self-destructive behavior. I think I, I am, I'm quite self-destructive at times. And I really hate that about myself because it also doesn't really show that I'm looking out for myself. That's not good. I love that you connected to that. Uh, yeah, totally. That's <coughs> most of the time, that's exactly what it is, self-destructive behavior. It's... um. <laughs> Dini is going to be like, oh my God, Carl's going to start coughing again. <laughs> um, um, yeah, self-destructive behavior. Most of the times, certain behaviors that are negative, like I have found are actually from, like come from this relationship we have to ourselves. Yes. What is a, an example of a self-destructive behavior? Mm, I tend to be very hard on myself whenever I, I work on things. So... I think it's it's very good on the one hand because I push myself further than what I think is possible. And that's definitely like one very positive thing. Um, but at other times, it can really push me towards burnout or to be really like burnt out in that moment. But also then I know that my mind and my body has the flexibility to latch back up again. Nice. Quite quickly. Um, so, But I think in that instant, it's quite self-destructive because... Um, I could, you know, for example, take a break or do something else or, you know, take distance from something which in most cases would be beneficial to the project and myself, but I don't. And that's why I would call it self-destructive. Mm. Interesting. That kind of reminded me of uh, driving a car, you know, that sometimes you've got to put the gas down a bit and sometimes you've got to go off a bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and now, you know... What I just noticed also is that oftentimes with things like this, we think it's really like either this or that. You know what I mean? Like either I don't have these expectations or I do. But in reality, it's more like actually driving a car. It's like sometimes I got to drive 50 and sometimes I got to drive like, you know, 280. Yeah. But, but, but not always. There's a time and a place, you know. And um, that was really interesting. That was like a realization I had while I was listening to you. Like, yeah. We think... Well, either I have these expectations or not. But in reality, you've got to balance with it. It's like surfing. It's never just either or. It's always the, the interplay between two components. It is true. And I think it's interesting. I think that's actually where burnout comes from. It's like this increasing, like, you said, like throttling the gas um, too far in mm. one specific, not, not an automatic car. So if you're American, you might not know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but in Europe, we still have stick shift uh, for the most time. They have stick shift. Exactly. States, that's, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> if you, for example, are in the second gear and you take the RPM too high, your engine will overhaul, right? And um, you might even have the situation where you're driving on a wet road and you, you're not even gripping onto the road. So I think burnout is quite um, closely related to that image. 100%. Funnily enough, this is actually the topic we wanted to talk about today. Really? 
signals. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, I can see how, how it, it connects ties into in a way, it. interestingly enough. So, as you know, we do prepare <clears throat> one topic that we want to discuss in each accountability meeting apart from how we're being accountable to each other. Mm. And today, that one topic is. Um, the way we wrote it down is as follows um, The art and science of living and how to read the signals of life. Do what repeatedly shows up in your life, which is actually an article that Julian wrote. So check him out on Medium. If it's out yet, it will hopefully be right today or tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. If it's out yet. Um, so yeah, uh, that's what we kind of wanted to discuss today. Yeah. Let's go though. I would like to do the accountability thing actually now. Interesting. Me yeah. too. Uh, nice. Yeah. Let's go. Do you want to start? Yeah. Um, personal development update in progress. That's where we usually start. How was your last week oh, in your personal life? Really, really interesting. Really interesting. Um, let's see, how should I phrase this? You might hear a dip, you might not hear a dip, but... <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. We just have a little bit of an intermission, as some people like to call it. Yeah, we had a... We had a discussion. A bird shot on the wind. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we were just trying to clean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> we're trying to clean the window. Um, yeah, so the last question that Julian asked me was um, personal developments uh, over the last week. Yeah. And it's been very transformative for me. Um, it's been very transformative for me, especially in... <coughs> excuse me. Especially in the avenue in the electric avenue of of, of uh, uh, like relationships love love mm. attachment <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah i've grown tremendously in in that sense i've grown tremendously in that sense i've been able to use certain situations and my interpretations of them as a incredible tool for self self-growth and um, yeah, I've really, I would say, grounded myself in the realization or one of the realizations, which I'll just quickly mention now and afterwards we can get more deeply into it, is I cannot control how people feel, think or act mm. at all. So I'm, yeah, at all. So I might as well not give a fuck about it. Mm. And that for me ties very deeply into me being my authentic self. Because what I've noticed is that because of some things that, well, because of my past, I was often given the idea that if I am my authentic self, I'm not my attachment relationships, meaning my love relationships with my parents, for example, are then in jeopardy. Mm. Therefore, I developed the habit of being inauthentic in order to maintain those attachment relationships. And a concrete example is that I'm actually quite rude. Like, and many people that are listening now are like, what? No, Carl's a super nice guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I'm most of the time faking it because I, I'm afraid of losing the attachment relationships that I have if I'm my authentic self. You know, because it's, it's more than being rude. I like being rude. Like, I like offending people. But I don't do it because I'm scared that I'm going to lose those relationships. And ironically, I was writing on this yesterday. You're not going to lose any true relationships from being authentically yourself. Mm. The only ones that are going to fall away are the fake ones. And those weren't real relationships in the beginning. I think that's where we're friends. Boom. You know, because we can just be fucking rude to each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's and I mean, it, it sounds it sounds <coughs> odd if you're listening to this, but we do have a very specific way of interacting with each other yeah. when we're, when we live, we live together essentially, right? Yeah. We live um, also with your brother um, as the three of us. And uh, if you would listen to... The three Bratans. Fucking <laughs> 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 our new TikTok account. Exactly. <laughs> Little plug. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you would listen to us and you would know us individually, you would be like, he's toxic. You yeah. know, like, but it's, it's really just, yeah. It's how it goes. And, and this connects actually to the thing that we talked in the first podcast. There is no good or bad. We only start, you know, getting defensive with it when we think that this like 
offensive behavior is a bad thing, which is a belief that society put in you. That's uh, a, a belief that's that all how you frame it, right? Yeah, at the same time, exactly. It's, it's all, all in your mind. So if you want precisely. to think something, it's is your good interpretation or bad, of it. It's you. Yeah, it's your interpretation yeah. of it. Yeah. Sorry, repeat one more time what you just said. I think I talked uh, at the same time. Uh, likewise, but um, I just said whether you want to believe something is good or bad is up to you. Precisely. Yeah. And most of us, just to recap, like the essence of what we talked about, most of us just accept the good and bad that we were given by some outside force, which is either our parents, society, religion, whatever. We just accept it and, okay, yeah, this is how it's supposed to be. And yeah. the point that we made in the last podcast was like evaluate those things and create them for yourself yeah. because you might be living somebody else's reality. And if you want to do that, okay, cool. That's your thing. I'm not trying to tell you not to do that, but at least look at it and think, okay, do I really want to live like this or are there some things I would like to improve upon? Yeah. Exactly. I like yeah. that. But I, I would like to explore this a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, not only like where you made this realization or where this thought is coming from that you've just described in your yeah. personal update from last week, yeah. but also what can I give to you and what can you ask of me in this situation? Oh, good one. Right now? Yes. Okay. What can you give to me? A reminder, really. It's, 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 it's. It's funny, with our, with our what can I give to you, it's always reminders, you know. It's always like helpful reminders just mm-hmm. because we can get so caught up in our day-to-day that these realizations we have or thoughts we have, they, we forget them and we forget to, yeah, practice them. Um, so a reminder um, of, be your, are you being your authentic self? Mm. Just ask me that. Are you being your authentic self? And you can ask that whenever. Like the moment it pops in your mind, there isn't a good or a bad moment for it. Literally just the moment it pops in your mind. And you know what? One thing, uh, uh, last thing I want to add to this good and bad thing, because we say, oh, okay, there is no good and bad. But like good and bad is a really heavily entrenched concept in our brain. So if we just get rid of good and bad, there is a void, there's a vacuum and like um, a coach that I, I did a um, coaching uh, thing with said there's no vacuum in, in the universe. So what will happen is that this whole, if you take out the old concept of good and bad and put nothing new in, the old concept of good and bad is going to ri- go right back in. So something that I have traded or implemented instead of good and bad is action consequence because that's really what it is. There is an action and there is a consequence to your actions, but those, but but that's it. There is no good and bad in either the action or the consequences. You just need to be aware of what the action is you're doing and what the consequence of that is, and then decide for yourself whether or not you want to do it. Okay, the responsibility is yours. Yeah, and now people are like, oh my god, if there's no good and bad, people are just going to start shooting and killing people. Yeah, but I mean that's happening now already. I just made a really interesting connection from what you just said. synthesizing something not creating something interesting i just came up with a model interesting when we talk about intention desired outcomes what you're saying right now with actions and consequences could essentially look like an hourglass so on the left hand side of this hourglass just imagine like a lined hourglass yeah you would have intentions but on the right hand side next to it you would have actions then on the bottom left and right side you would have desired outcomes sorry the right side would be desired outcomes and left side would be consequences and then where they intersect with each other is where you want to be. Wow. Well, I don't know about the intersection part. I love all the four components. I wonder what would be in the middle. Exactly. I, I don't know yet. But I have a faint idea. Yeah, yeah. But I think it might be really interesting. I mean, interesting. yeah, yeah. That's really interesting, actually. Because they do interlink. They do. When you intend to do something, you also set an action. 100%. And then when you have a desired outcome, you have consequences, whether they're positive or negative in your life, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a... It's for, for me, it's almost like a sequence of events, you know, like you, you have an intent and with that intent you act, mm. you, you know, from intent comes action. Yeah. And, you know, then there is the consequence and the desired outcome might be different from the consequence that actually happens. With consequence, I don't want to say something bad, like something, oh, <clears throat> these are the consequences of your actions, you know, like people say that's like, like a negative thing. No, it's just action, reaction. And that's kind of what we're saying too. Exactly. Um, Ping resonance. Yeah, yeah. You do something, something will happen. 
make noise and listen to make, signals. Make noise and listen to signals. Right. So th this statement, by the way, is not something we came up with. It's something that Jack Butcher says, who mm. is the founder of Visualize Value. We might have I mentioned him already in the podcast. Right, we heard before. that in the webinar, right? Yeah. He said that exactly. in the webinar. Right, right. We For the personal monopoly. Yes, yeah, right, exactly. Right. And right, right, right. I think it's so interesting if you not only frame this from an entrepreneurship standpoint, but to your life in itself and if you want to read the article that will be out in the next couple of um, days hopefully of um, do what repeatedly shows up in your life it's all about making so much noise aka getting 100% engaged with life so that you can realize more and more signals and then it's your job to sift through that noise mm. and understand or make use of those signals that are relevant and significant to yourself. Mm. And the question I asked you uh, on Saturday when we were talking about this was like, okay, so how do I make noise? And the answer you gave was by being your true self. Yes. By being, by being authentic. Yes. You know, and boom. And that you being your authentic self will create the right resonance. It will create the resonance that is in alignment with your true nature. And, and let's, like, what is your true self? Because I'm just reading about this in the Stoic Handbook. It's kind of hard to describe, obviously, but like, when, how would we describe? How would people know when they're being their true selves? How do we know when we're being our true selves? I think it's really difficult to put, I think it would be different for everybody. Let me start there. I think those signals that you might be hearing or, or noticing within yourself or around yourself are completely different from person to person. Um, but what I do think is that confidence is a good measurement because the more you become your true self, it's not fake confidence. It's not like you're trying to put a mask over your face and be someone else, right? It's being truly yourself and therefore being confident in who you are, what you're capable of and where you're going in life. Mm. I, I would add to that trusting yourself, trusting that, trusting yourself and therefore like trusting for me personally how you act will create the things that you actually want in your life. Because I noticed that me being inauthentic was because I was insecure and didn't trust my true self. Mm. I didn't trust that the way I really am would be good enough to be accepted by other people. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. There so you then go. you were putting a mask or a facade. Exactly. Front yeah. Exactly. And therefore you might, that's also really important to, know, to mention, right? You might feel confident in that instant, but it is not the true confidence that would make you who you are. Kaboom. Yeah. Right. Uh, how for me does it feel in my body when I'm being truly myself? First of all, I feel my whole body. Like I have feeling from my you know, chest, my, my, my head, all the way down to my feet. I can feel my body. I'm in air quotes in my body. Okay. That would be one thing that I would say. And the next thing when I'm truly being authentically myself, there is no numbness. So sometimes I'm noticing that I'm observing in my, in my body, like also when I'm reflecting that certain parts of my body are numb. And when I go into that numbness, I find out that actually there are fears or um, old experiences that I'm holding on to, that I'm avoiding. And this numbness is a very clear indicator of that because it shows that you're not putting your attention there, you're avoiding it. Suppression. Exactly. It's exactly suppression. That's how I determine whether... Actually, this could be really useful for people now that I think about it. Like, you know, I talk about suppression, I talk about, you know, blah, 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 resolving these emotions. How do you even find them? You literally just put your attention in your body and feel your body and where it's numb... Look closer because that's where there are things you're avoiding or where there's pain. That's another indicator or where there's sadness. That's another indicator, you know, where there are things that you're either avoiding, you don't want to look at, you're afraid of, whatever. But that's how I do it. And, and most of the time it's really easy then, you know, like this, these things will speak to you. Um, so, yeah, joyful being in your body. That's how I would say mm. I know when I'm being my true self. I think I think for <clears throat> being relaxed. So One last thing: being relaxed. Yeah, yeah, being, totally. Being truly relaxed yeah. in your body, you know, not tensing any part of your body. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go. For it. No, I think I think that's 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 very true. Um, for me, I think what's called momentum. Interesting. Elaborate a bit on that. But that's why I'm saying I think it's really different for everybody. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you know, I mean, variant. definitely, we're yeah. all different people. Exactly. So our signals will differ um, significantly yeah. depending on what is important to you, yeah. relevant to you. Um, momentum, because as you know, I'm a very intense person. I like to do things efficiently and fast and da da da. Yeah. So because of that, it might be a core belief of myself, but the more momentum I achieve in life, the more I feel like I'm actually becoming who I'm ought to be. Mm. So what to, to get more precise with it, what specifically do you mean with momentum? Like how does that feel in your body when you have momentum? It's like, it's almost as if you would be propelling yourself forward in life. Mm. So forward Picking motion. speed. Yeah. Forward motion. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And this forward motion, is that something that is created solely by yourself? So you need to put effort into it or at some point it's kind of like it takes up a flow of its own and you're also being carried by it. it take up a flow of its own and that okay. perfectly flows back into Good. the infinity flow state, right? Yes. That um, I've shared with you and I hopefully will be able to release it this week as well mm. is this constant idea of getting into consistent momentum. Yeah. Which for me at least defines being my true self because the more I do, the more I act in life, the more I actually learn about myself and others around me. Yeah. So without doing and without acting, you wouldn't have that at all. So, you know, for me at least what is defined as momentum. Yeah. yeah. Which, um, which is flow. Yeah. I mean, if you're flowing with the river, obviously you're doing some stuff too, but you're flowing. Yeah. There is this... Uh, a playful interaction where you are putting some effort but the flow or the energy or the river in this case is carrying you too you know really cool what what was a development in your personal interesting personal life um i think last week was was um not as busy as the week before in that sense and I'm not really sure if there was like a significant personal development aspect within it all. Um, I think I focused, I, I let myself um, be more loose in, in the way I structured my weeks and just leave space and time for the things that I would enjoy a, a little bit more, which again is, is a downside for me because I didn't feel as much momentum as I could have. Um, but I think it was... Not, not, I wouldn't call, maybe use the word complacent, but um, sta maybe stable. I think stable is a good word. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good week. It, yeah, it was a bit more restful. Yeah. Rest yeah. is the basis of all action, as the main man Sadhguru <laughs> says. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. I, I, I read a quote by young Pueblo who says, what was it? In order... Sometimes you need to move slow now in order to move powerfully later. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that especially in the mindset that we are moving in, like uh, entrepreneurship, where it's all about like hustle, hustle. You got to work like 80 hours a week, bro. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. You know, you, you need that balance again. Like you have in the infinity flow state model, you need rest. You yes. can't, otherwise, what happens? Burnout, like we talked about before, because yes. you're putting pedal to the metal and driving 280 the whole time. Your car's going to... to the metal, I like that. Yeah, yeah, your car's <laughs> going to burn out, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, professional. Professional work updates in progress. Um, hmm. We finished a really interesting module um, at Harbor Space, which is the university that we're currently uh, both participating in, which is uh, the art and science of product management. And I really, really liked it. We had an amazing instructor uh, amongst the whole of it. And I think the reason why I'm calling this like professional work updates in progress was because I was asked to basically do a lecture on no code um, development and, and MVPing and stuff like this. Um, and it was a really great opportunity. So thank you also for suge suggesting that, Carl. No um, it was really cool to do that because it perfectly intersected with something that I wanted to do anyways. Um, so I had a remote accelerator program that I founded with a business partner from Sweden last year. And my focus was very much on the product and, and branding side, being like more on the creative thing, side of things there. And... I think that the module in itself being product management was so closely tied into like what I wanted to do and who I am that I felt really um, kind of taken care of in, in the sense of not really having to 
focus too much on what I do myself, but really just executing things at a high level, which was a welcome change because usually I just have to design my own schedules and tasks and all that. And it's, it's a pain sometimes, you know, it's, it's a task to do. Um, so I think the professional or work updates were quite, quite good. And also making that connection to my instructor who have also um, already asked if you would be interested in doing a course about this in the next uh, or coming year, uh, he did express interest and was excited about it. So Great. Uh, I think there'll be Congrats, cool things man. coming. That's really Thank cool. You. Congrats. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the no-code lecture was legit. Uh, Thank you. Really loved it. And shout out to Kevin, obviously. Yes. <laughs> uh, awesome course. Professional updates for me over the last week. So... I, it's been going really good. I'm really um, uh, in the space of of interests that I wouldn't mind spending the next 30 years of my life on, uh, which is like psychology, spirituality, personal development, um, philosophy. Now that I'm into Stoicism, now I'm reading about Stoicism too. And um, people being people centric, anything to do with people behavior, you know, you know, socio, social and behavioral economics stuff like that. And I've been putting out content uh, for that, obviously through this podcast, through a TikTok channel that I have, and um, I'm ri- now I'm uh, writing. Um, so we'll talk about this too, and um, I'm I'm obsessing with it, and uh, I love it. I love it. I love that I have something that I cannot be obsessed with because like you just said before uh, about yourself, you're quite intense. I'm super fucking intense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super intense, bro. And like a lot of, a lot of people have always, this goes in line with this authenticity thing. I've been told so often that my intensity is like, oh, it's too much to handle. Fuck off. (laughs) If you don't want to get burned, don't get too close to the sun, you know, not to like blow myself up and be like, oh, I'm like the sun or whatever, but just as a metaphor, you know, like, I really like being obsessed with stuff and in the uh, and I think that in order to become cutting edge at something you got to obsess with it. Like you got to be a little bit gone to your craft like Conor McGregor used to say. Yeah. He's, a, he's an MMA fighter uh, who I who I really liked. Uh still like I have respect for him. He's a cool entrepreneur. But yeah, he said you have to be a little bit gone for your to your craft in order to really really get to that place with it and no idea, I say that and I know that life can take totally unsuspected turns. Right now I'm at that point where I really love what I'm doing and I really enjoy it and I'm putting out content and I, yeah, and I like it. And that's such a relief to me. I was scared that I was never going to find anything like that that I could potentially uh, earn money with, you know, Mm. work with. Mm. But yeah, it's shaping up, it's shaping out. And I don't know, man, I'm surprised and not surprised because I trust my life. And I always say that, too. I'll end up exactly where I need to be. And hey, life has delivered once again, you know. Beautiful. Yeah, thanks. That's so interesting. It reminds me um, this morning I listened to the Business Casual podcast by The Morning Brew, which is a newsletter um, mm-hmm. that I used to read not anymore because I more, more read The Hustle at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to Sam Parr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's really cool because the topic was moonshots and they invited a VC in in the States to speak about um, identifying founders that are just that bit crazy or too crazy for everyone else to disregard them. But one VC or one angel investor basically sees them and says, "Okay, this guy's not delusional. Wow. This this guy or girl actually knows exactly what they're talking about, what they're what they're getting into. Right. Wow. And I think it was just really cool to also hear that from 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 you right now. Yeah, this kind of idea of moonshots and it does it does know. sound a bit like that. Yeah, it's um, interesting. I, first of all, that's such a cool concept. Mm. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and yeah, what, there's this one weird uh, saying that goes like being in. Being an idiot and being a, a genius, they're like next door neighbors, you know? It's like yes. it's like a scale thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a who really knows? fast tipping point. Yeah, right? maybe I am an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I fucking am. 
But uh, who knows, man? You know, I guess this is where like um, the results will have to show. I guess. Yes. The yes. results will have to show it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Would you say that everything in life worth doing is worth overdoing? This is a statement that Navy SEALs always say. I like that. Look, man, I like that, but I also know that if I do that in relationships, it's not such a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can be too intense there. Yeah. Apropos relationships, we had a topic that also really closely interlinks with make noise and, and listen to signal. Yes, we did. Absolutely. Should I go into it? Do it. Okay. If you're done with your professional updates. Um Sorry, yeah. Sorry for sidetracking. No, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I think I am done with my with my with my personal uh, sorry, professional updates. I think I am. What do you think about this thing actually that I mentioned with mm, uh the statement you made? Mm-hmm. Anything doing well is worth, you know, being obsessed about. And also in the context of relationships. I'd be interested to hear your opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I firmly, firmly believe believe in this wholeheartedly. Uh, maybe I'm biased as well because I've obviously have a background. I'm having been in the military and all of that. Um, but I really think that it, it encapsulates this this concept of being 100% engaged with life very well. So if you find something that really is worth doing for yourself, why not overdo it? Mm. Like why not throw 110, 120% at it every single day and see how far it gets you? Can there be such a thing for you as trying too hard? Um, I do think so. And that's where also I think it, it will um, separate itself um, depending on the situation. So professionally or, or personally, I think I would definitely adhere to, to the statement itself, right? Of everything worth doing is worth overdoing. But relationship-wise, as you, as you mentioned, you can try too hard. Mm. And you will do certain things if you overdo them in a relationship that will push people away rather than making them come close. 100%. And I've definitely myself fallen um, privy to this many times. I think everybody. Yeah, that I've just put too much of myself into it, scared someone off before they had the chance to open up themselves. Mm. Um, So shout out to the ones who are listening that know who they are. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Shout out to Angela. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know an Angela. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's basically how I look at it. I, w- I wonder what the difference is, you know? I wonder if it's just like, because business-wise, it's, it's, you're interacting with like concepts in a way. You're interacting with businesses or with writing a book or with, I don't know, having speeches, whatever, you know, learning. But with relationships you're interacting with people you know mm. and i think obviously that does make the difference because some people can't hack it some people can't deal with it you know we're all different and some people can't we, we were talking about this in relation to being like offensive some people have a hard time you know dealing with it they are not up for the, the intensity yeah. or the challenge or whatever they can't they can't um they can't keep up yeah and that's not a bad thing. It's just that there's a difference in pace. There's just a difference in pace. It's like, yeah. Exactly. And I think it's so interesting because this flows yet again into our concept from, from this podcast, which is make noise, listen to signal. Yeah. So if you're making specific noise in your life and you're attracting the certain people that's aligned with who you are, then you know you're kind of doing the right thing Is that if that is the signal you are looking out for. And this is what's interesting where Carl and I are so different. Because I'm very radical with the people I choose to have in my life. But Carl sees, maybe I'm speaking for you and I would love to hear you as well, um, sees on the the vice versa side of every person being a possibility to learn. So I think that is interesting with with the kind of opposite ends of things where Mm. I'm so radical about like, okay, these are my people. These are who I want to have in my life, you know, like, Mm. and I spend all of my energy on them Mm. versus every person can be a learning, which mm. I think both ends are beautiful. But. And I think they, ironically, now that you say it, I think they coexist. So what I've learned from you is actually to have more intense uh, boundaries. And that's been really helpful for me because this boundarylessness has in my past also been a bit of a struggle for me. And, you know, having a very clear understanding of, for example, what 
the type of behavior that I want around me, the type of people that I want around me. And then if something is not necessarily, you know, going that way, that I also voice that, you know. Um, on the other hand, this leaving things open for possibilities. I have, and this actually goes in line with a conversation I had like two weeks, two weekends ago with someone who initially I had dismissed as like, these are not my people. Um, but I learned such fascinating things from them. And from that learning, I was like, damn. Yes, there is this aspect of like, some people just don't vibe with you. And that's totally okay. But I want to never close myself off completely from new yeah, learnings or new things because I'm always changing. Um, I'm always growing. This actually, I, I want to mention something really quickly, just out of a conversation I had mm -hmm. also uh, about inconsistency. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what yes. I noticed about being inconsistent about myself, you know, because I reflected on someone called me inconsistent and I was reflecting, am I really inconsistent? And I noticed that, you know, who is inconsistent or what can be interpreted as inconsistency? Consistent growth, <laughs> because you're consistently changing. Uh, so within the inconsistency of not being state static, consistency in some way can also be interpreted as, you know, being static, right? Someone that is consistently growing could seem as inconsistent. But in reality, what, there is something consistent, which is the growth. Mm. Mm. I, I do think, though, that um, perhaps what you're saying is, is definitely true in the sense of, you know, okay, consistency can be misinterpreted as inconsistency at times. Mm. But making certain statements and holding certain opinions, of course, yes. can be factually, or factually incorrect. You know? 100%. 100%. And that for me, though, is being hypocritical. That for me is not necessarily like, I wouldn't consider that. But hypocritical is another word for inconsistent. Yeah, you're right. right? You're right. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess you're right. I guess yeah. it depends on the definition of it. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting. Like, also not to throw shots at anybody. It's just, it was just interesting for me to, to reflect on that myself, you yeah. know, like, like, you know, am I inconsistent actually? You know, what, what, what does consistency mean for me, etc. Yeah, just uh, so you know, it was it was me who said that. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, it was super interesting, and um, yeah, nothing else to add to that, to be honest. Yes, I think. Yeah. Ah, now I know. I would like you to clarify for the listeners what you mean by making noise and uh, looking for signals. You kind of alluded to it before already yes. with the people that you attract and and. If you would be all right, I would actually have something to add to that. Absolutely. Um, so making noise and looking for the people that you attract. I'm a strong believer in the fact that life is, our external life is a mirror in a sense. So the people that you attract will mirror to you certain things that you have within yourself. And specifically what I mean by that is that trauma attracts trauma. Emotional wounds attract emotional wounds. So... What life, in my opinion, does with this is it shows you these wounds that you have within yourself on the outside so you can have an objective view of it to then turn around and heal them within yourself. And therefore, I would put an accent on the statement you made when you said, look at the people that you attract and you're doing the right thing. Um, yes and no. Yes and no, because we know that, let's take relationships again, people attract the same toxic relationships over and over and over again. Why? Because within them, they have an unhealed wound, right? That's creating a certain um, vibration or has a certain frequency, yeah? That is then being mirrored in their outside life again. And the purpose of this is to grow, to outgrow this situation, to learn, oh, okay, heal and go, transcend, move upward, right? Strive. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to put that accent on it. What do you think about that? I think it's really interesting. Um, I would personally say that signal is up to interpretation and it needs to be. So when, when you attract those certain people that you identify with or don't identify with, you need to first um, define for yourself what the signal is that you're looking for. And the key measure to really understand how um, an actual signal can be significant to yourself 
is the relevance of repetition in a specific time frame. So repetition is key there. Mm, yeah. And so for you, that signal um, of interacting with certain people and, and sifting through the ones that are, are you know, uh, relevant to yourself or even everybody that might be a learning to yourself in your case, right? Versus for me, really saying, okay, these are the kind of people that I want to um, reach out for and spend time with. I still give everyone a chance. Mm. I still give everyone the opportunity to, you know, become that person that I want yes. to have in my life. Of course, yes. no one says that, you know, and, and I cool. think it will be unwise to not do so. But it, I still yeah, think that, you know, this this importance of understanding and defining what signal you want to um, see or how you want to interpret a signal first and then focusing on how much these signals are repeating in your life is really important. So when you say signal, um, precisely what do you mean? Like give an example for your specific case. Yeah, um, I give three examples in the article and I'm, I think focusing on one would be really great here, which is something you've experienced yourself and we spoke about this on Saturday too, books or articles or, or movies that are relevant to yourself. It sounds so simple, but I have a huge book list, right, of things that I want to be reading. Hundreds of books, right? I'm just so interested in them, but I don't have the time. And I always focus my time and energy on things that I'm intrigued by, but things that show up three, four, five times in a specific time frame. Boom. Right? Yeah. So like a, a book, like for you, Stoicism, yes. can, can you give an example there as well? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Stoicism had popped up for me in a conversation I had with Roham, in a conversation I had with someone else. Then I saw... Hannes as well. Yeah, with Hannes. Then, yeah. I saw, then I saw some video on it. Actually, yes, then I saw a video on it. And then... I was like, you know, goddamn, I, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll look at this, I'll take it because, like you just mentioned, how, it's kind of like, how do we know what next step to take in life, or how do we know we're on the right path, you know? Without these tools, no fucking idea. But some things to look out for in what steps to take next is what is coming to you repeatedly. What is something that is repeatedly from different sources in a certain period of time showing up in your life? For me, for this book example, it was Stoicism. And then I started to read it and it was so bang on the money of what I just wanted and needed in my life. It was unbelievable. Mm. And like so many things connected there, so many things synchronized. And this was actually a thing, um, uh, what I wanted to talk about of how to know when you're on the right path when you're experiencing synchronicity. And you gave an example of that earlier, actually. I don't remember it right now, but it was like when, yeah, when, when things connect, when things match up seamlessly, like when, ah, when what comes to you is exactly what you need in the moment. There you go. Then you're on the right path. Yes. Then you're on the right path. I totally agree. And, and, and to go a little bit, more specifically, why do I say that the Stoic book was the perfect thing for me? I was going through a very tumultuous stage in my life where it was um, I was doing a lot of deep inner work and that was bringing up a lot of old emotional uh, wounds. And as one can imagine, all of these old emotions came up with it too. So I was really looking for stability in my life and calm because I was like, Jesus, you know, I'm getting thrown about like a ball in the ocean. And then I got this book, Stoicism, and Literally in the introduction, it talked about precisely how to get more calm, tranquility, learn how to deal with these intense emotional waves. And kaboom, you know, perfect link, perfect need solution link, right? And, and um, yeah, what, what I'm trying to say with that is like to have a lookout for those. Train your perception to look for these things. Yeah. Because it's magic. It's it fucking really, magic really if you is. think about it, dude. It really is. And it's actually, yes, you, you, said, you said it really well. You need to train yourself to see these things. You're not just going to randomly like walk around life and notice these signals. It's really about defining first what that signal means for you, making a mental note for it in your mind, and then what, waiting for it to come around again. I wonder actually about defining the signal for you. Because... I wonder actually, because like I don't know if I had that really defined. I, 
like for example what i'm what i'm trying to say and give me some feedback on this is like i didn't know that i needed stoicism you know to get, make it very very simple but it was what i needed and it came to me you see what i'm saying so how do you predefine that signal what do you mean by that well the signal itself is more in abstract terms right so okay. you define like what the signal is if it's books or or content repeatedly showing up in your life that you should mm. be consuming not not theories and models or, or you know ideals mm. just a signal the signal in itself so like you're saying decide where to focus on whether whether you will look at books that keep coming back repeatedly whether you will look at uh, the type of people that you keep attracting, whether you will look at the type of situations, social situations are, yes. in my opinion, and this will be a nice caveat also later, yeah. uh, a very key indicator for you about, um, about certain things that are still going on uh, inside of you. Um, so what do you decide to look at? I would say don't focus on any one of them. Be open to whichever signals life puts to you. Absolutely, and that, that's absolutely 100% correct. You need to basically um, open your entire mind for everything that's out there first, but then you also need to define the ones that come to you because mm. if you don't define them, you'll yeah. never notice them repeatedly. Mm. So like, okay, well, I noticed that. What do you that. mean by define? I'm still, I, like, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't think I'm clocking into the whole, that definition of the word. Like, what do you mean precisely by that? Um, I, think, I think define in the sense of, okay, well, a book shows up for me once in my life, twice. I need to define that signal in itself okay so it's like a benchmark yes so you're saying uh, for example my benchmark for book showing up in my life is three times yes for example yeah okay if, if you want to bring in there the repetition already into those things you can okay. but if you just want to say like okay books showing up um, repeatedly in my life then you just wait for those things to to, to like show up repeatedly okay right? yeah and there's nothing you need to do you just need to make a mental note and say okay well this book actually showed up for me two weeks ago why yeah then you wait yeah does it show up again you don't need to do anything yeah yeah and if it does mm, perfect check it you don't out. have to influence it it just happens yeah. you know yes it just it, happens it, it, oh, oh, i love that i love that you said that yeah. it does and it's the it's so beautiful mm -hmm. it just happens and like my theory with that is that this also ties into why you need to train your perception for it because i believe these things are consistently going on around us we just don't notice them mm. right i think that's the only difference I think these these signals are popping the fuck off uh, left, right, and center. It's just that our perception isn't trained to do it, which kind of, I mean, also connects to the thing we talked about in the last podcast, this creativity thing, you know? Change your perception from time to time. See, yeah, check out, check, check out and check in again. What's the difference? You know, what do you want to change? Um, yeah, so indicators and social situations. Before we move on, Oh yeah, go for that. It. I had a really interesting thought and I think I heard this on Pat Flynn's podcast two or three years ago. Damn, I know Pat Flynn. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's the passive income genius guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, SPL, smart passive, SPI, smart passive income. Mm. If you want to check out his podcast, that's it, I think. Yeah. Um, he's got good courses too. Yes, he does. A lot of internet courses. Yeah. He's yeah. He's really. He also has FlynnCon, which is a conference he named after himself. Great guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat. <laughs> Thanks for Take that. Take it easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really cool guy. And what I wanted to just say really simply is, you learn in your life the easiest or the best way when you focus on what's top of mind, right? So when you just said that you um, had the extreme relevance of getting into stoicism at this moment in your life. It was top of mind because of the signal repeatedly showing up in the way that it did in your life. Mm. Yeah, because of my internal state, you know, mm. it's like this is actually it kind of goes in line with make noise and see what happens. I was making noise in a very specific vibration. Let's literally take the drum example so nobody can misunderstand it like this. Some people might be like, oh, vibration, it's so like spiritual. <laughs> no, it's, it's literally just sound vibration. It's nothing spiritual about it. It's, it's physics. So imagine you're a drum and you beat your drum in a certain rhythm with a certain intensity, okay? That will undoubtedly create a certain resonance with the drums around you, with the stuff around you. So then the resonance is a match, now that I think about it, for what you need internally because resonance is always a match. Otherwise, it would be dissonance, mm. 
right? So you beat your drum, you are your authentic self, and whatever you attract is how you are being in that precise moment and what you may or may not need in that precise moment, you know? And therefore, I think it's also super relevant what you said about what is top of mind. Because that, to me, sounds like what is the most loud and most relevant, you know, resonance that you're doing right now. I like that. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good perspective. Yeah, it's it's a fascin. In my opinion, what we're talking about right now is a fascinating way to look at life. Fascinating, and it becomes a playful interaction with like, oh, I'm creating this resonance. What does that say about me? Hmm. Maybe I need to look at that. It's quite freeing as well at the same it's, time, right? Dude, it's super freeing because, yeah. like, because and and one thing in in stoicism that you mentioned before, it's like focus on what you can control. Focus on what you can control. You. With life, it's like, it's a 50, I don't know if it's a 50-50, 100%, but it seems like a 50-50 to me. You know, we have control over ourselves, over what we do, what we feel, what we think. And then there's life. There are things that happen that you can't control. Mm. But by controlling yourself, you learn to interact in a different, you know, playful way with life. Yeah? And, Yeah. Fascinating, dude. What a fascinating, interesting thing that we can do that. We can do that. We can interact with life, literally. It's like you're interfacing with a server. And by, by typing in different things on your keyboard, you get different results on your screen. And it's all about how you interpret those results at the end of the day. That is, that is also a that's, massive factor. It's really, really important. Because massive. Massive. me saying that um, books are a signal in my life, you know, or articles or movies or whatever, is useless to someone else, perhaps. Yeah. If they like don't they see it in that don't way, care. Yeah, yeah totally. totally. That's totally also fine. Yeah, 100%. But what are yours then? Yeah, I mean it for if you. If you have no signals, mm, are you I, making the right noise? Yeah, well, if you have no signals, you're just not looking for them. In or my are you not making the right noise? And I really mean that. That, you know what? Fair. I really, really believe in that. Because if you're, if you're just constantly like even listening into the signals and nothing yeah. is coming back that is relevant to you, yeah. what kind of noise are you truly making in life? Yeah. Are you yeah. with the right people that you're meant to be with? Well, the question is there. Are you, are you fucking disconnected from yourself? Are you disconnected from yourself Absolutely. to the point yeah. where you're just not creating any resonance because you're not beating the drum? Mm. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can sing a song from that, you know, like that, that can really happen. You can get to the point of, of, of getting so disconnected from your own emotions that you completely forget who you are. And then you're tapping in the dark, looking for stability, looking for something to hold on to, which I personally also looked on the outside. But in reality, the, what, what I was being shown was I was so suppressed and disconnected from myself and therefore unsafe and uncertain in myself that I was trying to find that in, in my outside world. The only remedy for that is, is, is walk backward. Not, not backward in, in the sense of like go backward in time or whatever, but walk inward. Walk inward is a better way to describe it. Walk inward. You need to connect to yourself, darling. I'm speaking to myself in a way. You know, you need to connect to yourself. That's the only stability you're ever going to get. Mm. Because you are the only constant in your life. You're going to be there for the rest of your life. You're going to be there when you die. Absolutely. That's, that's where you go, where you get real stability from. You know, yeah, yeah. by walking that through that path, sifting through this nonsense and then connecting with your real self. Once you do that there, that's calm. The magic lives there. Yes. And also, again, what noise are you creating? Right. Mm. And what signals are you listening for as a result of that noise? Yeah. It's quite linear. It really is. It doesn't yeah. have to be complicated. No. Wow. Wow. Like it's simple. Let's let's not call it linear yeah. because like a book might come here and uh, you know, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about this, this movement from noise to signal. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite linear. Yeah, yeah. It's you know? it's a simple like for me. I would just replace the word linear with simple because it's simple. There is no need to for it to be complicated. You know, there's no need to make it complicated. It's very simple. Mm. Just and then look what happens. Yeah, it's also all this entire concept goes back back again to what we're discussing all the time with intentional living, intentional being in life. Yes, because the noise that you create as a, as a result of who you are 
needs to be intentional for yeah. a signal to exist in the first place. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, well, I wonder about that, actually. I think that for it to be the right signal, you yeah, you need to have a certain intention. Because I don't think that if you're... If you don't have any, I think we always have an intention, actually. Even if it's subconscious. Yeah, totally even if it's subconscious. Yeah. There's always an intention. It's just a matter of getting conscious of it and finding out what intentions you want to put out. Yeah. And just and also a shocking story to note, like um, stats is 95% of our entire being is subconscious. Wow. So how that's much conscious decisions are you truly making? Well, day? that's the interesting thing for me. I, I, I have identified or or in my opinion, I think a large part of life is like moving that bar lower, not in the sense of less consciousness, but becoming more and more and more and more conscious of those 95%. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. You know, like, totally like moving the water level lower and lower so you notice more of the iceberg. Absolutely. But that's what that's, I was saying. Like, it's shocking to know yeah. that only 5% of what you're currently doing mm. is truly conscious. Yeah. No? And that is not a fixed number, I think. Probably not. Yeah. I don't think that's a fixed number. I think you can get more conscious. Of it. Yeah. But yeah, super interesting. Yeah. We are getting to the end of the podcast, actually. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the question now, what... Uh, I said it before already, actually. Like, are you, you know... Are you being your authentic self? I, yeah, thank you. Perfect. Yes. Are you being your, your authentic self? <laughs> what do I want to be held accountable? Yeah, what do you want to be held accountable? What do you want me to... What do you want me to give you? Are you experiencing the momentum you desire in this week? Are you experiencing the momentum? I think I would really need that. You desire this week. Okay, cool. Okay, are you experiencing the momentum you desire this week? Cool, got you. Mm. Nice. Anything... Anything else? Any disappointments? Anything we want to clear the air about? Any like thing that's bothering you? No, I think I think this was a really interesting podcast. Very different. I mean, we usually go into the topic itself for yeah. the first half hour, forty minutes or something. Yeah. But this time we actually much more uh, free flowed the um, agenda, yeah. which I really was waiting for us to like you know latch on to. Yeah, and I'm quite happy with it. What cool. about you? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I thought, I, I, and I noticed this in a conversation I had on on Saturday. Sometimes there doesn't need to be a point. I noticed it in in the sense of like, people that have emotional wounds aren't messes that need to be fixed. Sometimes it's just enough to be there, going through the motion with them, you know. And I think that's kind of what we did today. Mm. There wasn't this definite bow purpose or point but it was just the flow and that's again right half of the brain and left half of the brain yes. the left hand is the rational the, the, the rational the, there is a purpose and the right half is just the doing for the sake of doing you know yeah so it's i liked also, it a lot yeah yeah and it's also something i've learned uh, quite recently as well which is this idea of you don't always have to prove someone wrong yeah wow dude it doesn't matter wow man i love that what you think or they think Sometimes it's just not worth doing. Man, and, and I wrote exactly that down. I wrote this exact statement down. Just because you disagree with someone doesn't necessarily mean they're right and you're wrong. Yeah. Or the other way around. You're just disagreeing. Yeah. It's completely fine to disagree. I absolutely agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's just funny. We're talking about disagreeing and then we're agreeing. <laughs> but yeah, I guess. That was it. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for the kind feedback that we've gotten from a lot of people about this podcast, about Thank that you. you like it. Like, yeah. Thanks for sharing the love, guys. Um, keep the feedback coming. If you want to hear us talk about certain things, if, you, if you've got suggestions, you know, we're, we're super open for it. We um, would love to interact with you too. I mean, we're interacting with people, obviously, like uh, that we've seen our day-to-day -day life. But uh, yeah. Come feel on the podcast. Come on the podcast. Feel free to reach out. We are so interested to have you. We're so interested to have, have conversations with you guys. Um, and, and we would be absolutely livid if we could. Livid, fam. Livid, fam. Absolutely livid. If we could teach this 
to you and your accountability partner. Yeah. We would love that yeah. because we think that this entire concept can be so powerful, not, not just ourselves, yeah. but hundreds of other people. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. And for now, given us signing off. Before we do, check out. Oh, right. Check out. Oof. Highlights from today's podcast. Oh, the whole convo. The whole convo was so interesting. The whole convo was so interesting. I would have liked to have talked about some other things still, but that's okay, I guess. You know, we can talk about it in the next podcast. We have a lot of material, by the way, that we're going to be covering over the next week. So yeah. follow on Spotify, wherever you are. Yeah. Subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you're on Pocket Cast, for example, then you immediately get a notification when we yeah. release these things. Yeah. And I think, yeah, also do these checkouts and check-ins with us. Like mentally do them. It will help you get into the zone when listening to our podcast for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I mean, my highlight from today's one was actually this uh, model that popped in my mind, how I synthesized something interesting. Mm. And I would love to discuss it further with you. Yeah, hell yeah. After this. Hell yeah. Oh, and um, that reminds me of the other model thing, the acceptance. We should really build that out and give yes. that to people. Yes. There's a really cool, yeah, working on something cool, guys. Hopefully yeah. we'll be able to send it out to all of you. And yeah, that's it, huh? That's it. Much Thank love. you so much. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening. Much See love. you next time. Peace.